Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. This is off of the NBA topic, but give us a little UCLA preview for next year. What do the University of Utah Utes have in store for them? Uh, well, I'm looking, looking at, I'm, I see two losses for the, for the Utah Utah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they handed us rough this year at uh, Utah, but I think we'll get them back. <laughs> you think, uh, are they ever going to get the offensive line issues figured out there with uh, UCLA football? Um, I don't know. I hope you so. can't give up 10 sacks, I, man. You can't be giving up 10 sacks if you're going to beat the Utes this year. <laughs> I mean, we're we getting better every year, so I don't know. <laughs> that was Kevon Looney on the Jake and Tony show back when he worked out for the Jazz before the draft. One of the great – I played that with uh, with Hans earlier. Uh, a great a, Tony Parks moment. That's good stuff. Everyone. I – I don't think he watched many Bruin football games during <laughs> his three months on campus. <laughs> Tony's just assuming he knows that uh, they gave up 10 sacks to the Utes. You know, hey, they, you, you watched the game. Actually, no. Yeah. So Tony was thinking that everyone thinks like him? Yes. What yes. about the twists and the poles, Kavan? Are they going to fix that? Or? They gotta re- they've got to replace their right guard. Who do they have in the pipeline? Anybody? Uh, no, Kavan Looney, big story. He's out indefinitely without pec injury, Gordon. Yeah, not good. And you know what? He's Who's not- left? Yeah, exactly, and he's not the most uh, glamorous player that they have on their roster, but he's that athletic big that they mm-hmm. really need to make their defense work, and he's played an important role on that team throughout these playoffs. And I know Boogie Cousins was was good in Game 2, but he can't do what Looney was doing on really both sides of the ball, but defensively specifically. That's a that's a big loss. And then the other injuries, uh, uh, Clay Thompson is questionable, and Kevin Durant is officially out for game number three. So the Warriors, they've they've got to worry a little bit about yeah. depth because they're, they're missing their – Let's say it, Jake. They're in trouble. If, if, if Clay Thompson doesn't play – they still have Steph Curry, though. That's the I thing. know, but then you know they'll have the jinky defense on them. All these guys go down, and Golden State's still like, well, yeah, we we have uh, Steph Curry still, and Draymond Green, who's all NBA defense. So yeah, well, we'll be fine. I mean, how many franchises can do that? But yes, yeah. it is getting a little bit uh, a little bit thin there in Golden State. How many times have you been watching the Warriors and Looney does something, and you go, wow, that's that's a good thing they have him. You know? Oh, all the time. Yeah. He's a great role player for them. And to his credit, he's really developed his game and fit just what they needed. It's, it's the Jazz look for players that can play a role when they when they draft. That's one of the big things they were high on Grayson Allen about. Remember, they thought, you know, here's a guy who's not going to come in and try and be a superstar. He's played a bunch of different roles at Duke and he can come in and fill a role. And if he'd gotten fifteen minutes a game, he probably would have. Well the Jazz would still be playing, I bet. Have you paid up for that, by the way? I think you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. Oh. I'm just making uh, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I think it, Looney's a big loss. Yes. I mean, a- Andrew Bogut was playing in Australia a couple months ago. I mean, they're they're short on bigs. Let's go back to what you said there about the injuries, because Steph Curry said after the win the other night, he said, my teammates stepped up. Did they really? I'm not sure they did. They got the win, but they sort of... They they bumped and skidded to the win. They did, but they. Uh, I know Iguodala hit the big shot. Well, Scotty had this stat yesterday that every field goal that they made in the second half, Golden State did, was assisted. 
hmm. which is pretty incredible. And and let me bring up the stats now. They assisted on something like it was. Uh, in fact, I, I've got it right here. They assisted. Uh, they had thirty four assists on eighteen or thirty eight made field goals. So out of 38 not, yeah, field goals, bad. 34 were assisted. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's that, why we like watching the team play. I think that's probably what Steph Curry was referring to. That, But without you know, Clay, how's that going to go? It's going to be tough. Because Draymond Green, obviously people say, well, they have the four all-stars, uh, and now they're just down to two. And most teams uh, under most favorable situations have maybe two stars like that. But Draymond Green's a different kind of star, and that's why he's so good for that team because he does the dirty work. He does these different things that are valuable to a team without necessarily being an offensive star. Boy, does that sound like somebody we know? Yeah. The problem is, is now that Golden State is lacking scoring. Right. And so Draymond's... Does that sound familiar? Right. Draymond's really valuable, but they, at some point, need somebody besides Steph Curry who's going to put the ball in the basket. What does that sound familiar? It too? does. It does. So essentially, the the Raptors are playing the Jazz. I don't know about that because Steph is still a top three player in the league and certainly capable of doing you know, it. By you know himself. my point. I do know your point. But and yeah, so, and so I don't know how it's going to go. I I'm not sure. You know, maybe maybe we should give the Warriors more credit that they would be able to come up with some sort of counter to what uh, what the Raptors were doing in the fourth quarter the other night. But I'm not sure. Because I, I haven't seen this. Has there been a time when that many guys were out? On our, uh, do we have evidence of what might happen? No. By the way, Golden State's still a five-point favorite. Wow. That's a compliment to Steph right there. That's a compliment to Steve Kerr. That's a compliment to that, that organization. I bet Clay still plays. Hammies are tricky, man. Right? Uh, they can be, yeah. Carlos Boozer will tell you all about it. Yeah. Micro tears. Remember when he called it that? <laughs> oh, that was his abdomen. That was his uh, stomach, yeah, though. That wasn't yeah. his hamstring. Yeah, I, I have no idea about the hamstring. I don't know how difficult. In his particular case, these things, there's so many variances to the whole thing. But uh, they need Clay Thompson. Uh, and maybe maybe the Raptors just aren't aren't that good and aren't that highly thought of that they can be down three important guys like that and still beat them. <laughs> uh, Gordon, we found out uh, this kind of broke later in the in the show yesterday, and I, I believe we mentioned it, but we've got a few more details. Um, we knew this was coming, that there was going to be some reshuffling in the in the bowls. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas was upgrading their bowl, and the Pac-12 was going to be a part of that, and we have a, a little bit different pecking order now. You rattled that off so quickly, everyone was trying to keep track of it, but let's, uh, let's go through that again. By the way, did you guys hear that Lamborghini's got an off-road concept vehicle coming out. No, why would we look into that? All right, I just, just playing Not along. really of any interest unless you can afford just, one, right? Just playing along here, that's all. No, you're gonna you're gonna upgrade to a Lambo now. No, go ahead. What's the order? An off-roading Lambo. <laughs> Uh, the Rose Bowl will remain number one for no. the Pac-12 champion, of course. The in, granddaddy. Unless the the Rose Bowl is part of the playoff, and we know how that kind of rotates. Um, number two will still be the Alamo Bowl, uh, okay. where they'll take on a Big 12 opponent. Uh, number three now is the Las Vegas Bowl, which has moved up from number six, ah, which nice. is Good what it was. Vegas. Is that because of the stadium? The stadium, yes, and they're going to get a different slash better opponent. 
instead of playing a Mountain West Conference team, they're now going to play a team out of the SEC slash Big Ten. Okay. So Plus, guess, Larry Scott misses his comped suite that he wants to stay. Well, in. yeah, I mean, obviously, Larry's like, "Well, I got to get to Vegas as much as possible. <laughs> I mean, got to stay yeah. in that suite. Yeah, I make five million a year more than any other conference commissioner." The Holiday Bowl is now down to fourth in the pecking order. Wow, I wonder how they feel about that. And they will now be taking on an ACC team. Okay. In the Holiday Bowl, where previously it was Big Twelve, I believe, was it not? I thought so. You think that has something to do with the stadium? It must. It must. How does the Vegas Bowl bump up like that? Well, destination, and Vegas is certainly a destination and stadium. And the Holiday Bowl, because they're going to demolish Qualcomm at some point, right? So I wonder where that that bowl game, they're building San Diego State a smaller on-campus stadium, if I'm not wrong. Where's David James when you need him? Yeah, I don't know. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. After that, uh, the fifth in line now is the Red Box Bowl. Versus the Big Ten. I don't know. Where is the Red Box Bowl? I can't I keep no all these. Clue. these it's a red box straight. somewhere. I'm not sure. That's a good question. You can Austin, be, do you know? It's in Santa Clara. So that's, uh, I guess, oh, formerly the, right. the Emerald right. Nut Bowl. Isn't that what it was a while ago? Yeah. Uh, number six now is the Sun Bowl versus the ACC. Okay. Number seven, the Los Angeles Bowl. Versus the Mountain West Conference. So What's that? I'm assuming that's going to be played in the Rams Stadium, the new Rams Stadium. Okay. And uh, that basically replaces, I guess, the old Las Vegas Bowl. And then the Independence Bowl will go to the eighth qualified Pac-12 team against the ACC. You know what's interesting to me about this whole thing is who, who, who makes these decisions and what are they basing them on? It's like you said, is it the stadium? Is it the location? I mean, the Independence Bowl's been around forever, but that doesn't seem to matter anymore. And that has not been a bowl tie-in for the Pac-12 recently. It was back in the day, but now it's it's back, and I believe it replaces the Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl. Where was the Cheez-It the Bowl? The Cheez-It Bowl was in Phoenix. Did that take the place of the Copper Bowl? Probably. Or, or the Copper Bowl was in Tucson initially, wasn't it? It was. So the, I, I think this is a good thing. I, I think the the rise of the Las Vegas Bowl is a good thing. I think the more the Pac-12 can do in Vegas, uh, the better. Well, Vegas is just a great place for destination, for fans. Why People want to go there. I know that everybody may not want to go gamble all the time, but a lot of people do. A lot of people like the uh, entertainment value down there. So if you've got the stadium, you know, let's let's say it the way it was. I mean, Sam Boyd Stadium for a long time was like an erector set down there. Well, it and a, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's it's not particularly convenient. I mean, where's the, the new stadium going up? It's just across I-15 from the Strip. I mean, it's right right there. Huh? It's right down the road from where where all the action is. And how far along on it are they? Uh, I think it's just south of Tropicana, I want to say. Or how far along, yeah, uh, like they, on the stadium. They're going to yeah. be open in 2020. So, huh. Well, if that's what's going on there then. It's a, it's a place people want to go, and it's going to be a big, beautiful stadium. So why not? The weather is kind of iffy sometimes around that time of year. What is the date of it? Do we have that? Uh, I do not. But have you been to Vegas down there around that yeah, time? Yeah, I've covered Vegas Bowls, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it can be cold. Uh, 
there's no time down in Vegas that's more crowded than around New Year's, though. But I mean, people go there, regardless to, of whether it's 85 degrees and sunny. Have you ever been to Vegas on New Year's? Uh, I don't think I have. We did it once just to do it, and it was bananas. Wild, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I was down there on Thanksgiving a couple of times, and it was crowded. Wow, there are people everywhere. So I think I think that's good as the the Vegas rises. It's interesting to see the Holiday Bowl fall a little bit more, but I I think that uh, absolutely has to do with stadiums and and that sort of thing. Because San Diego, the destination, is obviously wonderful that time of year. Uh, but there's kind of the reworking of the bowl landscape for the Pac-12. I think okay. El Paso is still to be avoided. So which of those bowls sounds most enticing to teams, other than the? implications that come along with this order that you just listed. I think it'd be pretty cool to play in Vegas against an SEC team. Hmm. That would be. That's a, Yeah, like you said, that's a definite upgrade. And uh, yeah, that sounds good. I like it. The only bowl... I wish the Vegas Bowl were up higher than the Alamo. The only bowl tie-in now the Pac-12 has that's not going up against the Power 5 league is now the Los Angeles Bowl where they'll play a Mountain West team. And I don't know. We'd have to look into it. What uh, the Mountain West top bowl now is going to be? Because it's would not it, Vegas anymore, obviously. Well, what would it be then? I don't know. Maybe it is the Los Angeles Bowl. But yeah. I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, to look into that. And this is all starting in 2020, by the way. All right. So that stadium will be all ready to go by then. That's the that's the idea. The Raiders are certainly hoping that because. They've got that kind of tenuous agreement with Oakland still. Are they planning to play in that stadium in 2020? Yes. Yeah. So it has to be ready at the beginning of the season, right. obviously. Yep. Wouldn't that be weird if they started the season in Oakland and finished it in Vegas? I don't think they could do that. Hmm. Just pick up and move midstream like that? I don't think that would work. If we listed the cities that you think fans would most like to go to let's say everything else let's say everything else is equal and you know, the stadium is terrific what 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 city what region of the country would be most appealing to people now here you take take into consideration travel and yeah stuff probably like that. here it's going to be southern california you pasadena obviously for the rose bowl i i don't think vegas is far behind phoenix I don't know about San Antonio. They seem to be in love with the Alamo Bowl for yeah, some reason. I'm not, I'm not real big. Have you been to the Alamo Dome? I have not. Yeah. Not really doing it for you. Yeah. They obviously like the Alamo Bowl, though, so they're keeping that with their at their number two bowl availability. The thing about the Rose Bowl, though, is that it carries all that other stuff with it, you know, beyond just the, uh, the destination. Of course, I love Pasadena. Very close to my heart. No, I think as far as destinations go, I, I think – I think it's pretty good for the yeah. Pac-12. I mean, El Paso and the Sun Bowl, that's not really uh, all that great, right? No. And the Independence Bowl is where? Shreveport, is it? Louisiana. Is it? So that's still, a that's a little bit of a, of a hike, but still, that's not so bad. At least it's, uh, yeah, Shreveport, you're right. At least that's going to be warmer. Yeah, I guess. Cause I and we've talked about this before. You want a destination where the players want to go, right? It this should be, and I know you you frown upon this sometimes, but it should be a reward for the team, 
for having some success during the year. Reward them with a nice spot to go to. I know that uh, the BYU played well in Boise, and Utah State's gone there in the past, but nobody on earth wants to go to Boise in the middle of the winter. <laughs> Yeah, you probably uh, find a better garden spot. Right. Nobody wants, hey, everybody, guess where we're going in December? <laughs> Boise. <laughs> Woo, get your sunscreen, folks. <laughs> Even though I think the, the weather didn't turn out to be too bad for, for uh, BYU this past year. But still, I think that's the exception rather than the rule. But, I'm, I mean, uh, people will go to Phoenix, they'll go to Southern California, you uh, bet. Yeah. Vegas, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't like to root for teams one way or the other, but I think – Ute fans would so enjoy the Rose Bowl. It is there's so much good feel that goes with that thing, and all the the pageantry, and and obviously the location is terrific. I, it would be it would be really fun to watch Ute fans enjoy that experience, and it would it would uh, infer, I guess, that they were really good that year. But uh, that I, I do, if I had a wish for Utah fans, it would be that their football team would get to the Rose Bowl. That, that I, man, I'll tell you, that would be a lot of fun for everybody around here. How do you get to Pasadena from LAX again? <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going there. You want to so badly. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it, huh? Mm-hmm. You get on the 607? <laughs> No, it's the 302, Jake. Guys. Take that to the 904, <laughs> headed north by northeast. Down yeah. to the 6. Yeah, not going to. Over to 198. Some, some of the freeways have actual names, you know. But you guys probably The Lombardi know. Freeway is my favorite. Yeah, jump on. Take the Lombardi <laughs> to the Bob Saget and then uh, take that to the 304. <laughs> could take the harbor and get on to Pasadena. And you up couldn't on. help yourself, could you? <laughs> Well, there's all kinds of different ways to go. Uh, the Ute Conference uh, introduces their new fall flag football league. Boys and girls ages 5 to 7 learn to play, love the game, have a great experience. Come play flag football. Sign up today at UteConferenceFootball.org. That's UteConferenceFootball.org. Do you know that the Pasadena Freeway was the first freeway? And it's really, I have a nice car. Oh, it's, really, tell. it's really kind of fun. To drive because it's winding. The lanes are really narrow, so you got to be careful. It just winds on through, and it's it's. If you have the right car, it's, it's fun to drive. Wouldn't be much fun for you. No, <laughs> not. So All right, stay tuned. More of the big show coming up next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.